Hello, and welcome to the Convos with Kayla podcast. On this podcast, I will be sharing what God has been teaching me lately while also featuring guests on the show. This is a relaxed place to feel like you're having a cup of coffee or tea and talking about Christian lifestyle with vulnerability, challenging ourselves on our beliefs and actions as believers of Jesus, growing deeper in scripture, sharing testimonies of God's faithfulness, and exploring how we can grow deeper in love with our King while living for His glory. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the episode. Today I have my very dear friend from Bible school, Jenna, and she is from Canada. I just had my boyfriend on here. He's from Canada, um, but Jenna is my second Canadian on here, so that's exciting. But I am super stoked to have Jenna on my podcast today. She's just a friend of mine that I can trust, but also that just cares and loves on people so, so very well. And you just, when you look at Jenna, she's just exuding like Christ. And like, we talk so much about the aroma of Christ and like, that is Jenna. Like when you think of Jenna, that is who she is. And she just, oh, she inspires me so much and I love you and you're just awesome. So thank you for being on my podcast. Oh, it's good to be here. I love oh, you too. Thanks. It's actually really crazy. Um, Luke and I, only live about 30 minutes apart, but we didn't know each other. So if Kayla ever comes to visit, uh, mm-hmm. I'll be just down the road, which is so, so cool. <laughs> so cool. I love it. And that's the fun thing. Like the Canadians here feel like y'all are like pretty close for the most part. At least mm-hmm. a lot of you, not mm-hmm. all of you, but yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> and also like Jenna, she is this, I don't even know what the right adjective would be, but like the strong, fierce woman who like lives on a ranch, but like I don't know. There are just many times I'm just like, dang, like, she's just a boss. Like, I don't know. I can't describe you, but yeah, it's amazing. So, oh, thank you. yeah. Um, but yeah, today, Jenna and I are going to be talking about waiting on the Lord and what that looks like. But before we jump into that, I always ask my guests, like, what has God been teaching you lately? So I'd love okay. to address that really fast. Yeah. Um, as I think about things, something that has been coming up a lot um is relationship with non-believers in my family um i've had a lot of conversations with different people in regards to how to best love um those that are closest to me when they don't know the lord Mm -hmm. um and something that has been coming up as i've been looking at going back home into this household where my parents aren't Christians, um, is just learning what it looks like to best love them in that without preaching. Um, and yeah, I think something that I've been really pondering has just been that concept of waiting on the Lord to give those promptings to have conversation Mm -hmm. and that it's not my job to force it, um, that he will give me those opportunities to step into deeper conversation with them when it comes up. And it doesn't even have to be about him. It Mm -hmm. can just be something that draws me closer to my family. And so I think that's something that's been on my heart and mind a lot. And he's been really growing me in that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I actually, I've really respected your thoughts on like unbelieving family members Mm -hmm. um because like a lot of us here like 
I mean, it's a blessing, but we do come from, you know, that Christian background and Christian parents, but Mm -hmm. like you and a few other people here do not have that background. And it's just always fascinating to hear from your heart of like how you're handling that and like how you don't want to like approach it in this, like, okay, shove the gospel in their Mm -hmm. face, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I feel like, like I haven't seen you in that environment, but what I've heard, like you just handle it very beautifully. So yeah, but that's really cool. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so to kind of give a little backstory, I'm trying to think of the timeline. Was it in February? It was February, we, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so <laughs> I I want to talk, just share this little brief thing because I think it's funny in my <laughs> mind. Um, we were driving <laughs> to Wyoming um <laughs> to go swing dancing. <laughs> and Luke and I, we were still friends at this point, but we were still discussing about if we should like date or if we should just be friends or like what that whole scenario was. And we'd been still praying about it for like a month at that point. And we were just both getting very discouraged and all that. And so we're like in the back seat and anyway, like swing dancing didn't even work out, but we're driving back from Wyoming and Luke and I like we're starting to talk about some hard things in the back seat that maybe we shouldn't have been talking about with other people around, but we were. Um, and so I just start crying, but I'm like trying to hold it in, um, because I have a downfall of trying to be the strong one. And <laughs> Jenna later told me, she was like, yeah, I was looking in the back mirror and I just saw some headlights shine on your face and saw some tears like fall down <laughs> your cheek. And so I was like, yeah, I'm not doing well. And so Jenna was very kind to reach out to me that day, but, um, from that very awkward, but funny place that led to this conversation that we had the next day. So Um, That is what we're going to be talking about today is waiting on the Lord um, and what that looks like exactly and all of that fun stuff because, I mean, let's be real, all of us have to go through it and it's a struggle. It really is. And so um, I know for you and you can share as much as you want or as little as you want, but um, Jenna is in a relationship with a guy back at home, which is so exciting, but um, she has been learning a lot in regards to that. So I'll let you share your heart with that and like what you were learning in February. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Um, so like Kayla said, I am currently in a long distance relationship. Um, my boyfriend and I, we have been dating for about three and a half years, um, which is crazy and certainly never a timeline that I expected. Um, a month into us dating, he went to Bible school for six months. So we did long distance then. Um, but I was still in high school and, um, now I came here or I come here like two years later, which is not something I even had on my radar. And we've been apart for eight months now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when February rolled around, I can't necessarily say that there was anything specific that prompted it, but my thought around it and the reason why in February it was so hard was because we hit kind of that middle period of time where we had finished the first half, but we still had a whole nother four months to go. Um, And I remember just sitting and thinking and being like, God, like, why do you still have me here? Mm -hmm. I'm ready to be back home with him and I'm prepared to start my life again. And this pause button that you pushed on my life has not been bad but also it's taking a lot longer than I thought it would have been so what the heck and like I know for lots of people that waiting time it feels like 
God isn't doing anything. And for me, God has been doing so much here. Mm. And yet, um, I was still in this place of feeling as though, like, where he had placed me was not enough. Mm. Yeah, and just God, this just prefaces the question of why am I here and what's your purpose in this? Because at this point in time, I don't see it. Mm. Yeah. And it's so fascinating too. like, um, obviously like we're in two different situations, but when we talked in February, like you were just sharing your heart of like, I'm struggling right now because like I am here, but I want to be back there with Ryan and, you know, figuring those things out and, Mm -hmm. and, just questioning like god why do you have me here in this place right now and that's exactly the place that i was in because luke and i were in this place of like should we date should we not like it's so back and forth and like i knew my answer but i knew he didn't know his answer and so for me it was like yeah i'm here but i don't want to be here either like i want to be in a relationship with him and so Mm -hmm. we were both in those places of discontentment which i feel like discontentment is like kind of where it begins of like why it's so hard to wait on the Lord Mm -hmm. is because you're living in this like discontentment instead of being like, okay, God, like, you know, my desire, like you don't want to fake it, but Mm -hmm. you know, my desire. And yet I am here in the season right now. Help me to flourish right here and right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a hard place to be in, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I appreciate you sharing like your journey with that. And, um, I know we went through the book of Ruth, um, during that time and I, that, was very convicting for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to share now on kind of what you were learning in that time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so many things. Um, I think that the term annoyingly applicable has come up lots in my mind with God <laughs> this year because he seems to just, he's really good at just throwing things into our paths that are very relatable to the lives that we're living. And this was definitely one of those times. And it was very happenstance that our guest lecturer ended up talking on Ruth because we had another one get sick. And so a local pastor just stepped in Mm -hmm. to teach us the book of Ruth over the course of the week. And God used it like crazy. (laughs) Um, So if you kind of know the story of Ruth, um, Naomi and sorry, Naomi is the mom, and Ruth and Orpah are daughter-in-laws, and because of some sin that happens in their lives, um, Ruth and Orpah lose their husbands, and Naomi does as well, and so there's these three widows that are in this place, not really sure what to do, and they moved away, and so, like, lots of crazy stuff happening, um, but over the course of time, Naomi and Ruth return to Bethlehem, and in this place, Ruth is, like, in this place of shame because she really has nothing going for her, and Mm -hmm. she went with her mother-in-law, who is also stuck in this shame, and Ruth is just an amazing picture of a Proverbs 31 (laughs) woman, but I won't go into that right now. Um, And one of the verses that really stuck out to me after Ruth meets Boaz and they're in this place of him providing for her and he wants to pursue her and she wants to pursue him, but it's not really a place where God wants them right now. Um, one of the verses that really stuck out stuck out to me was uh, Ruth 318. And in this waiting time, Naomi says to her, 
wait, my daughter, until you find out what happens, for the man will not rest until the matter is settled today. Um, and in this, I think something that really stuck me, struck me, was that concept of, yeah, waiting in God and realizing that no matter what is happening around you, waiting on him is always going to be the right decision. Mm. Um, I had never really humbled myself or been humbled to a place where I could actually accept that. Um, and he did a really good job of showing that to me just through the way that Ruth chose to wait for Boaz. Mm. And all of it ended up happening in the timing that she needed it and what God desired for it to continue into this big story of David coming from this line and from David comes Jesus. And like, even in like her lifetime, she doesn't see all the fruits of that waiting, Mm. but like it is all there. And so, yeah, I think that's a big part of it was just like him showing me through the way that Ruth chose to wait um, that like God can give me the strength to wait and that regardless of what happens, or regardless of what that waiting time looks like, it's always going to be for his glory and for our good because he always works things out for our good. That's really good. Yeah, that was a a phrase that stuck out to me um, when we were going through that Mm -hmm. class is he's doing this for your glory or for his glory and for your good. Um, And (laughs) it just is that reminder that like, okay, in this moment, waiting sucks and I don't like this at all. But to remember that we oftentimes don't see what God is doing. And there's such a beautiful picture as to this amazing story that he's just crafting and mm-hmm. he's allowing all these different pieces to play into it. It's like chapters in a story. Mm-hmm. But yet in the end, when you look back on it, you're like, oh, that's why you, you know, had me wait in that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, And like even what you were talking about of just like how Ruth now is in this lineage of Jesus, like. Mm-hmm she probably did not know that that was going to happen. Like, you know, and just like questioning, like, God, why are you having me in this waiting season? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, being patient in that, or even questioning when the whole thing started up with Boaz, like, okay, whoa, what's happening? (laughs) You know, I'm sure it's scary. And, Mm -hmm. um, but if she could only know that down the line, even past when she dies down the line is when this Mm -hmm. Messiah would come. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to ask you, like, because waiting is very difficult, but we are called to be patient Mm -hmm. and to rely on the Lord. um, How do you be patient while you wait? Or like, what do you do while you wait? Mm. Yeah, I think that this is something that was uh, a struggle during this time, because I am the type of person that is quick to want to mope and to want to wallow in self-pity of, oh, woe is me, I'm not with my boyfriend. And, like, this is the biggest thing in my life, which it's not. But I know in my flesh I'm quick to be that way. Mm. Um, Something that really struck me and has I've been recognizing as I go through the scriptures is that God is an active God Mm. and if he's active, he doesn't want us to be complacent and just sitting Mm. and waiting for him to give us this major sign of, oh, like now is the time to act. Like we don't, in those times, it's not like we just sit back and wait for God to make things better or wait for the time to pass because sometimes those waiting periods, and I realized this, especially through this incident or this instance, um, that 
he does so much of the work that he desires to do in that waiting time in preparing us for whatever's to come next mm-hmm. and as the children of his ooh, that's not the right sentence. Um, <laughs> as his children, we have an opportunity to step into that waiting and make it something that is meaningful mm. and not just to pretend like this is a time of relaxation because we have an opportunity to press into the Lord in a way that gives us an ability to be ready for what he's got to yeah. come. And then when that opportunity presents itself, we can step into it with confidence because he's made us ready for what that's going to look like. Mm. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. And I I love how you mentioned, like, he, he does call us to action in those times and not to be complacent, you know? And I don't know, like, I look at waiting as a time where I could choose just to sit here and to do nothing. Or I look at it as, okay, I don't really have a choice what the heck is going on anyway. Mm-hmm. So instead of moping, because I do the same thing, <laughs> instead of doing that, I'm going to choose to be active in my faith in this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to choose to look for ways to serve the Lord and look for ways to be patient on him and to mm-hmm. rely on him and to trust in him. And if that means like serving my community in ways where I take people out to coffee or, you know, like here at Ravencrest, if I like, Hey, can I do your dishes for you today? You know, like little things like that, or like going home, like making a meal for your neighbors. Like I know those are cheesy things, but for me, I've noticed like if I'm focusing on others, then I focus really less on myself. Mm -hmm. And like, I love writing notes for people too. And so when I'm really struggling, like I love writing notes for people because it takes my focus off of myself and like moping around and it just puts that focus on serving the people Mm -hmm. around me. And so, um, yeah, like I said, I know those are cheesy examples, but it, it's true. Like you can take those active steps in that direction. Um, along with that, something that I also want to emphasize is like, not only is it important to serve others in those times because like we're called to do that, Mm -hmm. but to not shy away from deepening our relationship with God in that time, even when we're frustrated, um, he can handle our pain and all of our struggles and all of our questions. He's a God who's capable of that. We saw that all through Job, like those questions weren't easy ones that Job was asking him Mm -hmm. and God didn't answer them all the time. Um, but also you look at, David and he screams out to God in the Psalms of his anger and his frustration. Um, and so to be honest with God in that, um, is something that I found was like really important and being consistent and willing to pray and engage in that interaction with God, because going, moving away from the relationship with him, isn't going to make it better. Mm. You're just going to start to feel more and more lonesome Mm -hmm. within that. Yeah. I was actually just talking to a friend about this of like how many prayers of David kind of like looked like they were unanswered. Mm -hmm. Um, and there were many, 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 most of the Psalms actually where David was lamenting to the Lord and Mm -hmm. he is crying out. And I looked at that and I just like, especially as I'm preparing um, mentally and, you know, in my heart with going with long distance with Luke in my mind, it's like hard to think like, okay, when will the next time I see him because of the whole Canadian Mm -hmm. border and that whole mess. Um, And I've really struggled with that. And I've, just been thinking of like, okay, I obviously I do want to take these active steps, but I also want to have this heart like David had. I want to be lamenting to the Lord and not just the God, this isn't fun, but I'll, I'll trust you in this. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, like 
truly just like cry out to the Lord. Like I think it's Psalm four possibly where it literally starts off like God, like why have you forsaken me? Or like in other translations, why have you failed me? And I think that's kind of just like the heart that a lot of us have is in unanswered prayer. We have this, or in times of waiting, you have this mindset of Lord, why have you failed me in this? You mm-hmm. know, and, and he hasn't, but sometimes it feels that way. And I feel like a lot in the church, we just instantly go to, but it's okay. I'm just going to praise God and, you know, sing all these worship songs of like, praise you, Lord. And I'm loved by you and all that. And, but I'm like, I think there's beauty actually in lamenting in those times of waiting mm-hmm. and in those times of unanswered prayer. So yeah, I don't know. It's just been something I've been dwelling on lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I don't know, that kind of does lead us into the next question is when silence is an answer during those waiting seasons, mm-hmm. what do you do in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, something I have been thinking about, or especially when this time was happening, um sorry, I'm just thinking of words. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, first off, God doesn't promise to answer all of our mm-hmm. like all of our prayers in very verbal ways mm. and something with that is that silence is oftentimes a good thing um mm. I don't know if I always really understood that but if God is being silent then if am I doing something that would cause that silence to occur mm. um because in this time, I think a lot of it was because I was in denial yeah. of what God wanted for this time. And so uh, I was in a place where I didn't want to hear the answers he was giving me. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me was a lot of the reason why he was silent in that time. Um, not only that, um, but sometimes there's a sin that's unconfessed. Mm -hmm. Um, that was something I definitely battled with along that in this space of time and idolizing my relationship with Ryan and feeling as though he was the one that I needed when in reality, like Jesus is who Mm -hmm. is my provider, who is the one that gives me that comfort in those times where I'm feeling alone. And so to come to a place where I could lay myself down and say like, Lord, you are the one I need. And I repent of the fact that I have not relied on you. So give me a heart that desires you in a way where these other relationships that I have do not get placed on a pedestal that is higher than where you're meant to be. Mm. Um, A story that actually came up pretty recently um, was the story of Lazarus also. Um, And in reading that, it kind of, it struck me that sometimes God gives us answers um, in his own timing, because Lazarus died, Mary and Martha are looking at Jesus and saying, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Mm. And Jesus has yet to answer the prayers that they sent to him. And it's only when he expresses that it's so that he can raise Lazarus from the dead um, and for his glory to be put on display that they find out the reason why he was quiet in that time. And even though they felt abandoned in that moment, that didn't mean it was for the worst Mm. because they had a purpose that extended past 
or Jesus had a purpose that extended past what any one of us could ever see. Hmm. Yeah. And I, oh, I love that. And I just, I love how the Lord can be trusted. Um, I know I say that again and again, but so true. Like even with that, like there's this story of the Israelites when they're in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And I heard like a commentary one time where they were saying like, God led them in this roundabout way where they didn't go straight through the wilderness, but he led them around Mm. because he wanted to show more of his heart and his character to them. And he wanted to kind of like perform these miracles for them to reveal that God is a God of miracles, but he's also a God of those really small, intimate moments as well. Mm -hmm. And if they had just gone straight forward, the easy path, they wouldn't have seen those things. But because God brought them all the way around, which took longer, um, they were able to see more of who God was Mm -hmm. and these miraculous things happen. So Mm -hmm. I, I just think that's just a big encouragement of what to do when silence is an answer during the waiting or when waiting is discouraging or whatever the case may be to remember that, okay, God, yeah, maybe you're silent right now. And maybe there, you know, are things that I'm dwelling on that I should not be dwelling on or that I need to spend time in repentance and um, just bring my heart back to you. But at the same time, let me not forget that you're still moving even mm-hmm. in these moments as well. Um, Cause I know I'm very guilty of that being like, okay, well, you know, it is silent and you're not moving and this is hopeless. It's like, no, it's, it's not. And, um, a verse, I was trying to look it up, but it's in Isaiah 43, maybe I don't remember where, but it says like, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will rise upon the wings of eagles and not grow weary or faint. And that's been just a verse to me. That's been always so encouraging is that those who wait upon the Lord, their strength will be renewed. And so in those times when I do feel weak or I'm like, God, like I need these answers or I feel discouraged or what are you doing? I don't even know what you're doing. In those times I have to remember, okay, but my strength is going to, like I'm going to be strengthened right now because it's the Lord working inside of me through this situation. So, um, yeah. So I guess someone had um, asked me the other day of like, how do you know when to stop waiting? And I don't necessarily know their heart behind this question, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I guess it maybe depends on what you're waiting on. Um, because for me, in this instance, my waiting in my waiting stops when I go home, hmm. I guess, to be with Ryan again. Um, but maybe it is that you're waiting on confirmation between two job options that have been laid out in front of you um or stepping into relationship with somebody um or even something like buying a car you know there's lots of different avenues where this um could play into I think and Mm so I think the answer is probably going to be different for every single (laughs) one of them yeah um but in relation to this question the first thing that comes to mind again is first off god's active and so he doesn't want us to be complacent um and so in that when i think of having like multiple decisions that are laid out in front of you that could be made um if we are abiding in him Mm. and truly seeking his heart in whatever situation we are facing um he won't be upset if we make a decision sometimes he lays out multiple options for us because he loves giving us good gifts and loves giving us opportunities to step into different avenues 
Um, but even if you make a wrong decision, that doesn't mean he can't redeem it. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that that's something I've struggled with based on my perfectionist mindset, <laughs> that if I do anything wrong, God's gonna smite me, basically, because I stepped outside of his will and like now there's no way that I can be brought back from this. And so for me, when I think of stop, what it looks like to stop waiting, um, definitely like being in persistent prayer about whatever situation you're facing and um, coming to a place where you've humbled yourself. And like, even if you're unsure still, taking that step of faith into whatever next chapter might be in front of you, Maybe it's the right decision and maybe it's wrong. Um, but if you're truly seeking the Lord's heart in whatever place you're moving into, I truly believe that if it's right, it'll become clearer and clearer as you're there. Mm -hmm. um, and if it's wrong, sometimes he'll give you that ability to step back and realize, whoa, like maybe I shouldn't have went there. And if he doesn't, he's going to give the strength and endurance to walk through whatever that looks like. And he's going to bring you through whatever situation you put yourself mm -hmm. into. Um, yeah, I guess that's my thought on it. Yeah. Um, but no matter what, like, let me emphasize that, like, the love that he possesses for us and his desire for good things for us, we can never step outside of. Mm -hmm. And um, a verse that keeps on coming back to my mind is Romans 8, 20, Romans 28 yeah god works all things uh -huh. together for yep. his for the good of those who love him yep. or whatever that looks like so yeah <laughs> yeah no that's good mm -hmm. yeah i i've been wrestling or i have not been wrestling but in that season when we had this conversation mm -hmm. um i was wrestling with that of like when do you know when to wait on the Lord and when do you know to walk out in that faith mm -hmm. even though God may not be making it clear or like necessarily showing you if this door that's now open is actually something he wants you walking through you know because mm -hmm. that happens totally mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. because that was something like Luke and I even talked about of like okay like for me I wanted to walk out in faith and I just like wanted to take those steps and see how God would move and if he shut the door while we were dating okay or if mm -hmm. he opened the door even more okay and he wanted to um, wait on the Lord and and wait for that peace and wait for that mm -hmm. feeling of just like God being like, okay, this is what you're supposed to step mm -hmm. into. And I've noticed that's been the common theme for me in life is when is that like that time to wait on the Lord? And then when is that time that you walk out in faith? Because like even like applying to come here to Ravencrest last year, it was like, okay, like I'm going to step out in faith. But then I was like, wait, should I just wait for God to be like, okay, apply to Ravencrest. And I think like you hit it right on the dot is like, there are times like you are to wait on the Lord. And when God wants you to step forward, he's going to make that clear mm -hmm. to you. But then there are also those times that you are to step out in faith and mm -hmm. like not putting God in a box in that mm -hmm. and just knowing that he can move mm -hmm. even in that, like he's far greater than we think he is sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think along those lines, like something that I need to keep in mind when making decisions um, and like feeling as though there has to be peace in the decision that I make Um like, I think of anybody that gets called the international missions in, like, dangerous places or tribal communities and stuff like that. Like, I find it very hard. I'm, I'm very skeptical. Ste oh, 
I'm very skeptical of the fact that they would move into that with like complete and utter peace. Like mm. there has to be some semblance of fear sure. in that. And like in knowing that, you know, they're stepping into a place that is like oftentimes really dangerous mm. and yet they'll still choose to walk that out because that's where they feel the Lord is calling them. And so um, in little decisions, mm. I can step out in that little bit of fear mm. because like I know that I can trust what God says about his protection over me and that he can continue to work in my life regardless of whatever decision I choose to make. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very true. Yeah. Um, okay. So God, he, you know, he calls us to wait on to, on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone brought up the other day, they're like, okay, with waiting with or for the Lord, what then is like that promise that God then gives to us. Mm. And so obviously there's a lot of scripture that could combat that, but what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I think that something like not only in this period of time, um, that really stuck out to me. Um, but also like, I find it really cool that you brought up that passage in Isaiah 40, um, about, um, us being renewed in our strength when we wait on the Lord and that we shall mount up on with wings like eagles and we shall run and not be weary Mm. and shall walk and not faint. Um, and just knowing God's ability to give us that strength to endure. Um, and like, I saw that in so many different facets in this situation, because as I, made a conscious decision to press into the Lord. And I don't think this is something that has to be over-spiritualized because there's lots of practical things that we can do on our behalfs to make these things happen. And so for me in this situation where I was pining after Ryan and desiring to go home, Mm. making a conscious decision to step back in conversation with him so Mm. that I could press into the Lord, Um, And also to press into the community that I had here. Um, And man, like it was amazing to see how through scripture, through friendships and through conversations that I had with different people, um, just how he really and truly revealed to me that I didn't need to seek after this man who I thought would fulfill all of these needs that I had, Mm. but instead like he gives me what I need in the here and now. Mm. And so to be looking at something that's unattainable, isn't going to help me at all. And so for me to come to that realization because of the Lord was so, so cool. And it was amazing to see how that played into the depth of which I was able the depth and relationships I was able to create because of that stepping back and tapping into things here. And so like, don't shy away from making those practical decisions because like, yeah, just pretending like everything's going to change because God's good and he's (laughs) in control. You know, we, we have a role. This is a relationship. Like we have a job to do also in this time. And he works in our hearts to be able to give us those things and to be able to show us where we need to go. Mm-hmm. But like, if we're actually sitting back and pondering them, he's going to give us direction in those types of things. Um, and also 
like something that I said earlier about God working things together for his glory and for our good. Like, I think that's just such a beautiful picture of what this promise looks like, because as we wait, and this was something that was so, so cool. Um, <laughs> as we wait, we give God the opportunity to do the work mm. so that we don't receive the credit. Because if we're just waiting, it can't go to us because we didn't do anything. Yeah, It goes to him because he's the one that was working things out. And so that was something that I really had to sit and like marinate in. Mm. And just that thought of, okay, God, I need to give you this control because I desire to give you this glory. Um, but I don't know how to do that. So help me to wait. Help mm. me to let these things happen in your timing. And like, it's been so amazing to see the fruits of that. Mm. And then for our good... Like, I mean, in my situation, I've been at Bible school for four more months and like, this is an opportunity I'll never get to have again. Um, the relationships that have developed, um, the depth in my relationship with the Lord has strengthened so substantially. And like, the fact that I was here was certainly for my good. Hmm. Um, not only in that, but also like in that waiting period, to recognize, yeah, like, I don't need Ryan. Like, I've got I've got the Lord, and he provides for my needs regardless of where I'm at, regardless of who I'm around. Mm. And so, like, that's the for my good that he really showed in my story. Yeah. And I know that that'll look different for every individual's interactions. Um, but I think, yeah, if there's any takeaway statements, God works all things <laughs> for his glory and for our good. Mm. And, like we can rest in that because like in my life I've seen it and all throughout scripture he shows it and like for me specifically in the story of Ruth and Boaz that was really really powerful hmm. yeah wow that's really beautiful I lo really really love that and yeah I don't know I just I'm reminded again and again and again of those times where I look at David like even in those times where he was lamenting before the Lord he still saw God's character. Like there's so many mm -hmm. times where like in the same Psalm, he's lamenting. And then like the next section, he's like praising God and like, thank you for making me. I'm like, bro, like you just went straight from like, woe is me to life is amazing. I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> and like, I've had times of that, like being vulnerable here. But today I was mm -hmm. like, I do not want to be at Ravencrest right now. Like I'm done. And like, mm -hmm nope and so I was just like laying on my bed before talking with you and I'm just like god I don't even want to be here and I was like what was me type scenario you know and and I was just like lord like I really need strength and and before we started this podcast episode like the lord just filled me with that joy in that moment so I don't know I just I keep coming back to those times where it's so hard it's so hopeless just remember like there is going to be good that will come forth mm -hmm. from it. And you may not see it for a bit, but, mm -hmm. and even if there's not, God's good. And that's all you need. Mm -hmm. I know that's cliche, but it's true. Yeah. So. Well, and the good might not necessarily look like what we would want. Yeah. Because he answers prayers in the ways that he desires. Mm -hmm. And like, I shouldn't be waiting around for him to say mm -hmm. to me the things that I want to hear. And so in that also like coming to the Lord with a humble heart and saying your will be done and like that might not 
look the way that I would hope it to, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. Because his ways are higher than my ways. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's so good. And yeah, he's he's trustworthy in those moments. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wanted to ask you, because I know our time is coming to a close, so I did want to ask you, like, how do you have discernment um, if you're waiting on the Lord or if you're procrastinating, mm. which is actually something that I've never really thought about. Um, and then a friend asked me this the other day. Mm-hmm. So personally, I don't really have an answer to this. Okay. I will have to continue marinating. You used that word <laughs> earlier. So I'll have to continue marinating and, and thinking on that. But mm-hmm. I wanted to get your thoughts on that one. Yeah. Well, something that... I've said multiple times during this podcast um, is that God is a God of action and he wants us to be active. He doesn't want us to be just like lounging in our lawn chairs, pretending <laughs> like life isn't happening um, in this time of waiting. And so like that in those situations, are you just sitting back and waiting for God to do something or are you pursuing him even when you don't necessarily know what's gonna come um because like I said he can do so much work in those times when you're intentional about seeking him and he desires for that even when he knows that the answer you want isn't gonna come right away Hmm. um yeah something else that I've also said um is asking yourself the question of am I just waiting for the answer that I want or for the one that he desires. Mm. Um, because I can look at a situation and be like, I want to go home. Um, God didn't want that for me. And like, how long could I have possibly waited for my own personal desires to overtake what he wanted in that situation? I mean, just be like, okay, heading home. Bye guys. (laughs) Um, no, but I think that even when that decision to follow God is the hard one, it's always going to be the right one to make. And so I think being really brutally honest with yourself and asking if you are truly trying to have a heart that mirrors what Jesus is, is for your life. Mm. Um, because a lot of the times that's not where I'm at. Um, and along with that um, is the question of, am I focusing on God or myself in this time? Mm. Um, is my heart focused on my circumstance that I'm in? Am I just wallowing like we talked about earlier and just saying, oh man, I just wish I were someplace else or I wish my house was nicer or I wish that my finances looked different. Mm. Um, Or is my heart in a place of saying, okay, God, what do you have for me while I'm at Bible school? Um, My finances are broken. How are you going to provide for me, Lord? Like, I need to see you in this and I desire to see you in this. So give me opportunities to see your goodness in this time because I can't see it myself. Mm -hmm. And I think to truly, for me, when I think about it, it really is humbling to look at myself and be introspective and realize how selfish I am Mm -hmm. in the, in front of God, because I just want whatever comes to my mind. And I'm a very immediate person. I want answers right now. Um, (laughs) And I want them to look the way that I think they should be. Um, But I can see through scripture and honestly through my life um, in the ways that God has provided for me um, that he is consistently a better decision maker than I am. (laughs) And so to come to a place 
of seeing if I'm procrastinating or not is, yeah, if I'm looking at God or if I'm looking at myself in coming to a decision um, and if I'm willing to actually step out in what he wants me to do Mm. rather than waiting for him to give the answer that I want to know. Mm. Yeah. And I think like, because I'm very, very similar um, (laughs) with that um, of just like, I want answers now. And I need them in my timing. And if I don't get them, then that's when it leads to all the walling and just sitting in my sorrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really, really desire for the Lord to soften my heart in that area is to make me realize like, no, like I don't need answers in my timing. Okay, drop it, leave it, <laughs> place it in the hands of the Lord and let it go. Um, mm-hmm. So that's some area that, you know, I'm still working on. Um, but um man, I had a thought and it left, but I guess I was just basically just thinking like, um, with just everything you were saying, like, I really think it's beautiful how you have just brought it back to this place. Like we do have choices, um, to make and, you know, not to be focusing on ourselves in those times. Um, but also to see how we can be focusing on the Lord and his heart in those difficult times. And I mean, the reality of it is, is like, we're always going to be waiting, you know, like Mm -hmm. something my mom told me, um, a few years ago when I was really struggling with singleness, she's like, Kayla, like if you can't learn contentment in singleness now, that's then going to go into dating, which then goes into engagement, which then goes into marriage and, you know, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Because like when you're single, you are going to be like, okay, like I'm waiting and like, I want a boyfriend. Okay. When you get a boyfriend, you're like, okay, I just want engagement, engagement. You know, it's just like, you're constantly going to be living in this place of discontentment. If that's your mindset of like, okay, I got what I want, but, Mm -hmm. and it's like, no, like, let's sit in this place and be like, Lord, like you've given me this gift. Thank you so, so much for that. Mm -hmm. And just rest in the Lord in that time. Um, so I don't know. It's just something to grow in. I think for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and to reflect on that. Mm-hmm. So, and to remember in that, because when you were talking about that, it made me think of wealth mm-hmm. and think about how, yeah. you know, a millionaire will say just a little bit more is enough for me to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And that satisfaction never comes. But with Jesus, mm-hmm. like, if you are all in with him, he will consistently satisfy, mm-hmm. even in those periods where it feels like nothing is happening. Yeah. And so, yeah, just as a, overarching encouragement of that like he truly does care for you and he Mm -hmm. wants to be your satisfier and so go to him because that's what he wants for you Mm -hmm. and he loves you amen so good (laughs) oh wow well jenna you just like you dropped the mic on that last one like i i don't have anything else to say (laughs) And your little dance is awesome. <laughs> see, that's the annoying thing about podcasts is like people don't see like what's actually going on. Um, so it's very sad. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I would love for people to see what you just did, like little little dance there. But um, <laughs> now they know what happened. Now they know. See, that's why I always call people out in it because oh. like you can't see what's going on. And then I start laughing. And so then I'm like, well, I kind of have to explain, you know, what's going on. So, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just sharing your heart and um, yeah, just things that you've been learning with waiting on the Lord. And I'm just excited to see the ways that God will continue to harvest that in your life. Thank you. And thank you so much for inviting me on. And thank you for allowing me to enter in on this journey of not only your relationship with Luke, but Mm -hmm. even with your podcast. I think it's amazing what you're 
working towards in your life. And I truly mm-hmm. do see the Lord in your heart and in the way that you um, conduct yourself. Thank you.